All right, and welcome to Fast Break Breakfast NBA Podcast. My name is Keith here with my buddy Chuck in person. Hey. And through the magic of technology, John is opening. Is that a fresca? Yeah. In an airport oh, it, somewhere? It's pretty close to a fresca. Is it, is it a It is a seltzer McCoy? water. Oh, goodness. It's kind of like a look. It's like a... It's like a it's like a knockoff LaCroix that they serve at this uh, Charlotte International oh, Airport. You're at the Charlotte International. Slick Rick country. Nature boy. However, there's a Genghis Grill there where you don't get to make your own bowl. They make it for you. So Trash. Not that into it. Not really a Genghis Grill. Where are you headed, Johnny boy? Where are you headed? Well, Keith, this feels a little bit <laughs> yeah. like deja vu, but I'll go ahead and relive this moment. Our Skype I'm... has screwed up three times. That's the fourth <laughs> time I've asked, I've asked John that question. <laughs> To I'm, our, uh, to our listeners. To, I'm, I'm combining a work trip of dropping off uh, some hard drives for some film festivals along with seeing some family members in Seattle and Portland. That sounds fun. Do you get to go one, to a film festival? What's that? Are, are you are you able to are you actually attending film festivals or are you just... I don't think I'm going to attend the festival. I don't really like attending film festivals, so I probably won't. Hey, John, I think when, I'm, you, yep. when, you, when you're in Seattle, you should uh, watch a basketball game. I'll do my best. I think I need a time machine, though. <laughs> I feel bad for those people still. Yeah. I'm not ready to laugh at this yet. Great city. <laughs> Screwed horribly by rich yeah. billionaires. Oh, man. Screwed for standing up thing- for things that were morally correct, correct. which was yeah. not giving billionaires millions of taxpayer money. Yeah. But, sad. yeah. Good, it's good for you, Seattle. We love you. But anyway, Seattle, keep keep air out for John. He's coming. You can find him at your nearest... Uh, craft brew bar it's sipping. not going to be nearly as cool as that i'm going to drop these hard drives off and then i'll be going straight to the burbs of both of these cities do you so. not trust are you a courier do you not trust i'm a mule i'm a the, film U, mule. the ups to drop off this these it's hard just, drives it's just uh cheaper i don't have to insure them uh and i can just it gave me an excuse to get away from my uh six pets and girlfriend <laughs> there, yeah, there you go i'm not trying to be a a jerk, but whatever's on those hard drives, I'm sure can be digitally transferred over long <laughs> no distances way. too. No, no way. You know, have no an way. FTP that you could send. No, I'd have to. We have to uh, send every 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 filmmaker has to send in a hard drive. It's kind Ooh. of a scam. Oh, um, it makes sense. You can't you, you can't be sending viruses to these. It's uh, true. All these scorned filmmakers whose films were that's overlooked right. or denied. <laughs> They're just trying to take down the Northwest <laughs> Film Society. And really, yeah. it's just a way for me to, to use frequent flyer miles to do something fun and not have to uh, live in the real world for two days. So Good for you, buddy. It, do, it does sound fun. While you're in Portland, you need to run by power listener Matt Sullivan's home and pick up my Mason Plumley jersey, which he forgot to bring to me because he's in Nashville right now. Power so. listener Matt Sullivan spent the night at my house last night. I, w- w- without a Mason Plumley, Apparently, the... Mason horrifically, Pl- horrifically intoxicated. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he he sent he sent a, a little on the a text on the Slack thread that Mason Plumley jerseys were going for fifteen dollars or twelve dollars at the Portland Hot. game, and I was like, well, yeah, I'll take one. I mean, an NBA jersey for twelve dollars for sure. Are you That's gonna a- are you gonna tape uh, Yusuf Nurkic's name over the Plumley? <laughs> no, no, I'm just gonna. He was twenty four, right? Wasn't that Andre Miller? Was that ever Andre Miller's number in Portland? I don't know. I, I just could, could have been. But the only number I associate with Andre Miller is like 49, 50 years old. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's all I got. Exactly. Well, while you're on the road, uh, John, did you have a chance to eat breakfast? 
This morning I did eat breakfast. I had a disgusting airport breakfast. Ooh. Uh, consisting of what? I think it was some kind of like egg white patty on a biscuit. Oh no! It was it was just called breakfast sandwich. Mm. I don't mind that. Honestly, when I travel, when I'm in an airport, I normally eat a much better breakfast than I do anywhere else. Because I feel like I'll, I'll, I'll get the and I'll get coffee, but I'll also get like a like an OJ, right? And then like either a pastry or a, or a bagel or something, which is actually you know way healthier than anything I normally do. Usually, you're trying to have I one should. healthy last meal before you're. I should have. I, I was out. I was kind of trying the the last place in the airport that I hadn't tried. And it uh, turns out there was a reason that I didn't like the cut of its jib because it was pretty uh, preposterously grotesque. No. <laughs> was this and lim- expensive. Yeah, well, of course. Except you notice in the Portland airport, it's like illegal to have your items priced more than they are outside of the airport. Good for them. So, you know, like your Gatorade's $1.25. Just regular prices, like grocery store prices. Love it. Those crazy liberals. Chuck, did you have breakfast? I did. I'm, uh, so I've been like fat lately. Yeah. Feeling, feeling fatter. And normal, I had a Cliff Bar chocolate macadamia nut, white chocolate macadamia oh. nut Cliff Bar. Yeah, which that'll is, little chocolate uh, that'll take care of your uh, fat problem. Right. Yeah. Well, it's packed full of protein. I mean, it's supposed to a, a Cliff Bar is supposed to be combined, I believe, with a exercise regimen. Well, I am moving my body, um, <laughs> but I happen to be also filling it with massive amounts of Chinese food. Oh, you need to get back in those twerking classes, Chuck. Ooh. Big that Frida was where you were really diva. burning those calories. Oh, no. I do a twerk class three or four times a week. Private lessons. Invite only. Invite only. <laughs> Select few. <laughs> Private Google Hangout. Mm-hmm. I, had a, I had a breakfast that would make you proud, Chuck. Tell me. It was a lunchtime breakfast. It wasn't a breakfast. That's my breakfast. My first meal of the day, I, I went and got a, a euro or a hero. Euro, the a, Greek pocket. Right. Uh Although this place was, it was fine, but I felt like maybe it was a little more Americanized where I'm not, I feel like normally I just order a Euro and they hand it to me. Mm-hmm. I have to make no decisions. Right. Like, I don't actually know what they put in there. You know, there's tabbouleh. Like, yeah. yeah. Tabbouleh, tzatziki. Well, so. Onion. So the lady had the empty pocket and just looked at me. Oh, geez. Oh, so. First- and I'm like, oh, I have to make. And I was like, oh, I don't. And I said, like, just make it regular. Yeah. And then she's like, well, what do you want? I'm like, just me. Can you do the stuff you normally put in there? And she was kind of grabbing. I think I did it right. It tasted right. She did offer me cheddar cheese. And I was like, no, 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 no. I don't think I want cheddar cheese in mine. At those Euro establishments, they will put cheddar cheese and ranch to. uh, She said ranch or cucumber. And and, and I actually froze for a second where I'm like, it's never been offered to me. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's not ranch. So I was like, I'll take cucumber. My favorite. My favorite. I get fired up about the ranch. (laughs) I do not like that. My favorite Euro spot is this place called Caesars, C I Z A R S, uh, in East Nashville. Had a conversation. The great Gallatin Euro wars. (laughs) Euro wars, they are. Uh, the the sole survivor. They I walked up one day and the guy was like, "Hey, do you want ranch?" And I go, "Ew, ranch." He goes, "I know. I don't know why I even have it." I yeah, said, you should charge people twenty five cents to put ranch on your euro. It makes sense. That's I why mean, I'm anti Chicago euros because that's their yeah. default. Oh, option. Is that the thing? Mm-hmm. So I didn't even know. But that's yeah. I guess that was my breakfast. Tzatziki or GTFO? There you go. Mm-hmm. I had a euro um, a mere minutes ago. By the way, fun well, wow, well played. This world, small world. Well, those were our breakfasts. After our breakfasts, we move to our breakfast in bed apologies. 
This is our chance to make right what we might have gotten wrong on any previous episode. It also, frequently, is the first time we talk about basketball. So does anyone have anything they need to apologize for? I'm going to apologize to Jesus Shuttlesworth on behalf of Rajon Rondo <laughs> for not extending him an invitation to the Celtics uh, dynastic reunion. That's just untoward. Where, how, could Rajon Rondo have had all those empty assists without uh, Jesus standing in the corner? I don't think so. Is this purely spite from Ray Allen going to the Heat? Absolutely. There, that, that's, so that's it? I'm not missing anything? Well, I think they I probably also picked on him because of his clear uh, OCD and Asperger's syndrome, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Bullying is not good. Mm-mm. Frowned upon. So there was a... I don't even know about this story. So there was a get-together... They're planning a 10-year reunion uh, of the 2008 and it's, in and it's title. And it's not just Ray Allen they're leaving out. They also left out Scott Pollard. Ooh, that's cold-blooded. Well, KG some, has something to do with that, I'd assume, because I remember Ray trying to give KG dap. I mean, Tony. When he was with the, with the, the Heat, and KG just ignored him. Tony Allen going to be there? Ooh. I mean, I'm, I'm, sure, I would I'm, assume. Sure Tony's, I'm sure Tony's one of the ringleaders of this year. He has PBJ, this PBJ club. They're James, gonna be celebrating. James Posey. Posey. Ooh, I love James Posey. He's the best. Was PJ Brown on those teams? No. I can't remember. Like dead, almost dead PJ Brown. It seems likely. Was Probably. ML Carr still on the Celtics <laughs> at this point? He was just waving the flag on the bench. Yeah. Gotta wave that towel. Yeah, so I've uh I have something to say. I'm sorry. Last week I said uh, when we were talking about the MVP race, that all things being, if we took a look at both sides of the court, Kawhi is the obvious MVP because his defense is so incredible. And I, I'm wrong about that. This season, his defense, while the Spurs are number two in defensive rating in the NBA, it's not because of him. Uh, Dwayne Dedman, John Simmons, and Danny Green all rank out better at their position positions in defensive real plus minus. So he's... Uh, He's part of a great defensive team and I'm sure can lock people down. But over the course of the season, his statistics haven't played that out. He's been below average uh, comparatively to his previous season. So he's living a little bit in my head off reputation. And I want to apologize All right, Keith, for that. I'm going to let you off the leash now. What? Feel free to attack Chuck. <laughs> he's been sitting here like literally what? licking his lips. He's looking don't... at me. He's like, he's like, wait, what, 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 what are you saying? I mean, I, I, I know the numbers and I know the whole on off with the Spurs defense. And I'm numbers. not saying he's a but bad defender. Like, like, I'm not saying he, that. when you use it, I feel like you have to go eye test on him. It's not, I don't think he's missing rotations. Mm-hmm. He's not putting his defenders in bad situations. I just think this might be, and maybe we'll have to get someone smarter than any of us on here to explain to us, like why the numbers are kind of playing the- out that way. Well, we have learned in the past few years that the Nate Silvers of the world are sometimes wrong. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, I think, so I think this is for, just going to be one of those situations. For my eye test, it's, it is, he is still the, the preeminent defender in the NBA. But is that he, confirmation bias? He is two years. Maybe it is, but I, like, like I'm not seeing him exert himself on offense and then not do his defensive thing. Right. I'm still seeing him on defense, attacking everyone. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's the fact that he has to start alongside Tony Parker and Palgasol a lot of the time, even though sometimes that, I guess that the, the front court has changing a little bit. Um, who's starting every night? So I don't know. I don't. I mean, you can apologize for saying Kawhi Leonard is a 
premier elite defender, why I think that makes you silly. I, well, I'm not saying he isn't. I'm saying that... Keith, uh, you should make your apology. This uh, year, he isn't as... Chuck. Okay, that should just be it. <laughs> I'm not saying he's bad, but he is 91st in defensive real plus minus. Which 91st. Is, well, that's... That's a that's number. Awesome. That's a number. It's no. It's ninety first in the league. Oh, oh. You mean I thought you meant percent? No, not percent. Oh. No, he is ninety first. There are ninety players better than him in defensive real plus minus. Yeah. So I mean, I'm not saying he's bad. John, I'm, are you at an airport with a dog? Yeah. Are they sniffing for drugs? John, run. John, where are you? Are you guys hearing dogs? There's a <laughs> yeah. I heard a dog. John is at his house. I'm he's telling at his you right house now. Right now. <laughs> John's Matt, at his house right Matt, now. Matt Sullivan is. On, we're, we're, Matt Sullivan is sitting across the table. We're gonna from che- me. we're gonna do, we're gonna check the tape. There was dogs barking. I heard him. Yeah. Um, my my apology is they're sniffing to, my bags, boys. Yeah. <laughs> my apology is to Carl Anthony Towns, who on last week's show I, I I said I don't have the exact numbers, and then I just threw out some some gibberish. Some blibber blabber uh, that was saying he was shooting something around sixty percent for his last ten games. Uh, he actually, and this is courtesy of Zach Harper on Twitter, over now his last thirty games, he's averaging twenty nine points, almost thirteen rebounds, and he's shooting sixty percent over forty three percent from three. So that's over thirty games stretch. <laughs> he's averaging twenty nine points on sixty percent shooting. So those are the specific the numbers, and that's I'm amazing. I'm so sad that they're not going to be able to sneak into the playoffs because they've been so much fun. They have been fun, and it yeah. still seems weird that I, I can still remember thinking about Carl Anthony Towns struggling. I mean, he wasn't really struggling, but his numbers were underwhelming, and obviously they were losing at the beginning of the season. But his uh, his numbers have just really taken off, and again, they they, they hit a cold spell. They lost a few of the recent games that I think finally officially knocked them out of contention. But I apologize, Carl Anthony Towns, for not being accurate on your numbers. Anyway, they just needed they needed the, the Nuggets to like turn into the pre uh, starting Jokic all the time Nuggets. Yeah, it's just, yeah. it just hasn't happened. All right, before we get to our steak and eggs, I want to remind you guys: in the month of March, we are doing a thing. Still, some time left in the month of March to write a review on iTunes where we will read it. So whatever you write, we will read on air as long as it is not horribly offensive. This is a chance for you to get a shout out or to plug your Twitter handle or your band or your uh, private wine company, Vineyard. Uh, we were light on reviews this week. Only one. I will read it for you right now. It oh, is called God. I slept with my Zebo wrestling buddy after our Spurs win, comma, I'm a 24-year-old man, five stars. By Harambe's Ghost, and the review reads GNG4EVA. Grit and Grind Forever. Full stop. That's it. Full stop. That was it. Thanks very much. Can I tell you how great that review was? First of all, uh, Zebo Wrestling Buddy. So good. The best. They gave those out at a a game recently, a home game for the uh, Grizzlies. Secondly, Harambe's Ghost. Yep. Right down my alley, just bought a Harambe ring this week. It's a gorilla face. <laughs> you ring. did, yeah. So you're you're like you're a 13 year old, and then done. It's over. <laughs> GNG forever. Done. No more. That's the greatest review in the history of our podcast. We Thank appreciate you. it. <laughs> Very good. So reminder, we're gonna do it uh, for the rest of March. Whatever you write on iTunes, the five star review helps us out, and then we will give you a shout out. All right, 
steak and eggs. Best thing. What's the best thing you saw this week? I think it's uh, old Steph Curry back. He's been playing like garbage as of late, but in the past few games has really kicked it up, uh, destroying the Thunder, closing out, almost putting a, a, a nail in the coffin of the MVP talk If because people are kind of bailing on, on Westbrook right now. It seems like uh, Curry's finally catching his stride right before the playoffs. We hope that his uh, his phenomenal shooting stroke comes back. He was otherworldly last year and kind of uh, kind of cl- uh, collapsed in the pl- in the finals against uh, LeBron. But this year, you you can kind of guess that he's going to get hot come playoff time, and they're they're going to just destroy pl- people with him being at the top of his game. Much so, much like your Harambe ring makes you a thirteen year old. I feel like I'm a 13-year-old where all I want the Warriors to do is to kill everybody. Right. Like, I don't know that's just completely bandwagon. I adore them blowing out the thunder. Never gets sold to me. Mm-mm. Like, I would watch an entire playoff series of that, of just the, the Warriors hitting all their threes. The the Steph Curry walk-off half-court shot or, or, or halftime shot. Right. Like, they win the jump ball. He just sprints out. And it was the jump ball after the fight. Right. Where Steph Curry gets in a little shoving match with Samaj Christian and post game Steph Curry definitely acted like he did not know Samaj Christian's, Christian's name. I didn't until that fight. Right. But it, it, so that, <laughs> I didn't either. I have to admit it. So that was pretty good. <laughs> I also didn't know who he was. With a couple of Chris Vernons over here. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm ashamed of myself. <laughs> but, uh, but, but him. So after, after that little scuffle, after that little kerfuffle to win mm-hmm. the jump ball, then release and hit like that whatever 30 footer at the buzzer and then runs to such the, a highlight oh but, man and i think in in i hate to get into psychology with these guys because i don't know anything about psychology but in your head you know these guys kind of get hot and they believe in themselves you know a lot about self-doubt i do that's all i know about so when i have a couple good things happen to me in a row i think i'm invincible and i think this was one of those things that might uh spark old steffy's shooting stroke to return so i'm, I'm happy about that because the 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 game is better when Steph Curry is destroying people. I, I'm just I kind of agree that way. It's I like, just I, I don't me, even want the just, games to get close. I just no. want I enjoy watching the the Buzzsaw Warriors do their thing. It's like when you're playing two K NBA two K, you never want a close game. It's also how I kind of always cheer for LeBron. Like oh. just because I want I want the LeBron haters to be quiet. So like I'm always pulling for LeBron kind of, which is weird because be growing because growing up I I hated all the winner. Like I hated Jordan. I was yeah. shooting. I, I cheered against the Lakers. Like I was just always against those teams, but LeBron and the Warriors, man, maybe I'm old. Maybe I'm old and I've worn down. I just want to enjoy life. <laughs> I don't know. John, you got a, you got a steak and eggs. Uh, the best thing uh, for me right now, guys, besides uh, the trailer for life, stalking me and Keith across the galaxy. Life. It, oh, it has been rated. It's rated <laughs> R. While we were talking, my phone started playing the trailer for life for no reason. <laughs> and I couldn't figure out what it was. I was trying to mute it without muting you guys and have just missed the last, I don't know, five to ten minutes of you guys talking. So I'm going to say uh, Steph Curry and the Warriors. You guys didn't happen to be talking about them, did you? That's exactly what we were talking about. 100%. Talking about Steph Curry heating <laughs> back up and how happy it makes me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Except, okay, except, okay. Except I got that, back up. That was Chuck's best thing. The best thing I saw this week was the second greatest near miss uh, or near connection punch in NBA history. Oh, oh, the l- almost as good as when Shaq almost turned Brad Miller's head into blood mist <laughs> was uh, when our, our the sideshow Bob versus uh, J- super deformed Tyrese that is Serge Ibaka. <laughs> Serge Ibaka 
versus Robin Lopez fist fight. Incredible. It was great to they watch. They were swinging. We haven't Pseudo seen fist. we haven't seen Man, swings in a while. If those punches had hit, it would have just killed everyone. Yeah, that would have been it would have been ridiculous to see. I I'm glad no one was injured, but I I'd like to see goofy dudes fighting. It's way better when big men fight as opposed to like I mean, point it was guards. so close to like hitting right on the jaws too. Yeah. They barely barely didn't knock each other out. And I don't know Very what the intense. what the fallout has been has been. Uh I will say friend of the show Jerry Stackhouse said of the Serge Ibaka <laughs> Robin Lopez fight quote that looked like that was fun yeah <laughs> that that's what Sounds he about missed right. about the NBA he's he's in there Sounds he doesn't about care about right. he doesn't care about scoring 40 a game anymore he's not into the D-League he just misses just, punching some fools. of that swinging for the fences that I actually was gonna maybe kind of gonna make that my best thing was just the night for the Lopez boys because that oh, yeah. same oh, night, yeah, Brolo, Brolo the with the, game, the, the runoff, the, the game winner, the dagger. I guess I'll, I'll I'm do. Surprised that wasn't Chuck's best due to it. It really helped the Heat's playoff chances. Yeah, no, yeah. that that was huge. Um, the I went. To, I thought that that Detroit game was a given, and that Miami was going to be at best ninth. And happy that Chicago lost to Toronto. And then I checked the net score, and I was like, ooh. Yeah. Dion Waiters' arms folded at center court. That made me feel good. Although, how are you feeling about the heat with Waiters out for, we don't, we're not sure yeah, how long. We don't know how long like, he'll like be out. That, that, that's a huge blow. It's a big blow because he's, he, he is instant offense we need when, you know, things are slowing down with the pick and roll. But I think they'll be okay. They've got, uh, I, I think their, you know, mainstay right now is just their defense. Tyler Johnson's incredible. James uh, Johnson's incredible. And Whiteside, of course. And they're just playing solid top, you know, uh, top defense. So I'm just with them on that. If they can continue to do that, then they can figure out the offense it also for the rest of the season. It might give a chance for uh, Josh Richardson to finally get Oof. going this season. I love Richardson. Who He's super he... injured, uh, part of the this superstar doer, Josh Deesh, Richard Slow. Yeah, so yeah. hopefully he can get back in. Uh, I guess I'll go, I'll go my official steak and eggs then without the, the Lopez brothers. I'll do uh, the Toronto Raptors on Tuesday night. Ending the chokehold that the Chicago yeah. Bulls had on them. 11 games? 11 straight losses to the Bulls. The Raptors finally win one, which is amazing. The, this is not like the Spurs beating the Grizzlies every time they ever play. This is a team, the Bulls, who haven't been as good as the Raptors for some time. You know, for the last so few years. So it's more like the Pelicans always defeating the Grizzlies. No, the Pelicans Grizzlies <laughs> games are just always unpleasant and, and and are split kind of even. It's like Portland beating the Heat. Yeah, that, that's happened over the years. Yeah. So this was uh, congratulations on the uh, the the Drakes and or the Huskies, whatever your name is. I'm so confused. Uh, finally breaking that spell. And for a while there, I thought maybe that was going to be the 2-7 playoff matchup and and Raptors fans were going to really struggle to face their nemesis who they could not defeat. But thanks to DeMar DeRozan playing huge and coming back from a, a big deficit, they uh, were able to shake off that terrible streak. All right, what's the opposite of your steak and eggs? What is your cream of wheat, worst of week? I'm tired of hearing about resting, about players not playing, I get it. Boo-hoo. Fans are sad. So are, but it's not because of the fans that people are raising a stink. It's because the advertisers are upset that marquee matchups aren't getting as high ratings as they've been. But it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, it's about the championship. And uh, we're in this weird part of the season when there's really nothing to talk about. I saw a five-minute expose on peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. 
uh, on ESPN the other day. I had to mute PB&J on Twitter. It's incredible. Like that, and I can't hear any more about PBJ or Lakers front office machinations. So there's just nothing going on. No one cares. I mean, it, we've well, kind of figured... Are- We've kind of figured out, you know, that we have a great MVP race. There's going to be some really cool uh, eighth seed uh, races, but w- they just need to generate content. So it's, hey, uh, somebody's sitting when they should. I mean, I understand the Cavs sitting their players out on Saturday night was a strange one mm-hmm. because it was a surprise. It was last second they announced the players sitting out and they had not had a tough schedule up until that. Like they'd been sitting at home the previous two games, right? And so, and it was the first of a back to back. So it, that one really raised the, and like the Spurs, you know, have always rested players, but typically if they had a rest game and then a good team coming up, they would play their real team against the good, the right. good team because they want to test themselves mm-hmm. to steal their medal against the other good teams. And then if they're playing a bad team, they would rest their players. I know there were some exceptions to that, but. Yeah. That one was surprising, but I, I know the Cavs have since explained it. Pop used to consistently rest his stars against the Heat. I think he didn't want to give them any tape to, you know, if they didn't meet in the finals. I, I think it's uh, Steve Kerr was quoted the other week. He was asked uh, what happens next time they play the Spurs, and Steve Kerr says, I'm sitting 13 players, all of them. No one's going to be going to play two D-leaguers and Pat McCall. Steve Kerr is really convinced that this schedule has been made just to, to kind of Put put mud in his eye. It seems like. Well, he's getting a little. He's getting a little turkey bacon conspiratorial on it. It's all that weed he smokes. Sometimes it. Sometimes the schedule just doesn't line up for you. Yeah, you just have to accept it. Yeah, to take it from something everyone is talking about to something no one is talking about. My cream of wheat is Terrence Ross. Ugh. I talked, and this could have been an apology. I talked about how I really liked the magic getting him because there was a chance he could be good because we knew he was at least like fits in a rotation and given a higher usage, maybe he'll explode with an opportunity. And I know it's only been like 10 games with the magic. I don't think Terrence Ross is good. (laughs) I kind of thought he might be good. You know, I mean, I knew he was a backup in, in Toronto, you know, offensive first guy. Uh, I thought maybe he would be able to blossom with a, a bigger role in a new place. Not so much. Hey, Terrence Ross is tied for um, most points in a game in Toronto's history. Yeah. With Vince Carter and missed did. a free throw would, would have put him over. He's he, you would think he'd be able to score in that offense with really nothing going on, but yeah, he, they desperately need points and wing play <laughs> and, he, and he's getting tons of minutes. Right. And it's still like, he's just eight, eight, 14, <laughs> eight, it's like, come on, dude. It's not getting it. So anyway, he's such a frustrating player because like he's a guy who's been in like the dunk contest and the three point contest. And he scored 50 <laughs> points in a game. So it's like he's yeah. tantalizing. But if, if my if my reverse parish jinx doesn't get him, I don't think he can be Nothing saved. Will. So I've, I've thrown that out now. <laughs> I, I have declared him beyond saving. So maybe he can now turn his career around. Finally, John, you have a uh, cream of wheat. Um, Besides a. Uh, Papa Bad's coming up while you're on the phone in Skype. How is that possible? <laughs> um, let's uh, let's think here. Well, basically, my cream of wheat is none of the teams that I want to get in those bo- those bottom playoff spots. It doesn't look like any of them are going to get it. You don't want Miami to get so, in. You don't want the Bucks to get in. What's wrong with you? Because I desperately, desperately, desperately want the Timberwolves to get in. Yeah, <laughs> and it's just not well, going to happen. They're too far back. 
They're four and, and a half I, back, I think. And then my problem on the other side with uh, the Eastern Conference is I'm worried about the matchups we're going to get. Like, it looks like right now we have Miami, Cleveland, which I, that that would be wonderful, amazing. My, In theory, my, Miami's going to keep on moving up. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, too. see, yeah, right. But I, yeah, I don't think we're going to get that by the end of the season because Miami is too good to stay in the eighth spot. So, like, the stuff that I want to happen, I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. So it's just kind of you, – you got to roll with the punches on that, but it, it's not really the, you know I, – I want the Pacers – Pistons-Cavs, if that happened, that would be, like, the worst opening series oh, you can God. even imagine. They did that last year. It's tough. Yeah. No thanks. I, and then, you know – If I was continue. the Wizards, I would be terrified – that the Heat get to the sixth spot. Oh, yeah. I know the Wizards have been on fire for two months, and I talked about the Wizards this week with our guest, uh, Ben Mahich. But uh, I-, I think they're slipping. Like, even though, like, they've still played a lot of home games, they're, they're still under 500 on the road yeah. for this season. I don't, and I don't think they would want to match up with they the don't want anything. I mean, the, they're playing really well. I mean, I'm sure they love the notion of playing the Hawks right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the Hawks, and I'm sure, I'm sure everyone loves the notion of playing the Hawks right now. Well, the Hawks are swooning and and Millsap's out for a few games. Uh, Bazemore's out for a couple weeks. So, I mean, who knows what they're going to see? I I think it's fun that, I mean, the Pacers, as we record this on Wednesday before the games start, the Pacers are only two and a half up on the Pistons. Like the Pacers are two and a half games from being out yeah. of the playoffs. Yeah. And then the Hawks are only three and a half. So like there's still, that's the fun part with like 13, 14 games left. There still could be a lot of wild movement. couple teams could just uh, choke, choke it out and the rest of them can play. I'm, but, I, but I'm still, I think you, I, you kind of buried the lead or you didn't even say it. I'm sad. Grizzly Spurs. No, I, I'm, I'm <laughs> sad, John. You don't want our nuggets to make it. I know. I, I feel like the nuggets have made it. You think that oh, just their their year has has been accomplished by identifying that Jokic is the just, way, the truth, and the life. Yeah, and I just don't think Portland. I think Portland's schedule and Denver's schedule are the Nuggets just have a much easier path. Like if you go to BasketballReference dot com, uh, Nuggets playoff like their probability is over fifty percent, and the Blazers are down in the thirties. So I mean, and that that it, it, honestly, sorry, that honestly just flipped in the last twenty four hours. Yeah, like Portland losing at home to to Milwaukee on Tuesday night made that flip because just just I think on Monday it was the Blazers were seventy four percent to make it. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. so it, those are again those are your Nate Silver esque odds changing rapidly as the. Uh, but Portland does have. Uh, I mean, I, I would I, w- I wish I could somehow like squeeze like the the Thunder out of the West <laughs> and get you know like the Blazers, the Mavs, and the Nuggets. I, like the teams I'm really, I guess the nature of the season, the teams I've been watching a lot lately, it's dawning on me, oh crap, only one of these teams can get in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So like the teams I've started to identify with, I mean, it's it's that way in the West. The East, it's just like a bunch of chum. Yeah, I feel bad. I kind of want, I, I kind of want the Pistons to, like I want the Heat and the Bucks to both get in. Yeah. But I feel bad because I know Pistons are good people. I, I, as when I was a kid, I was a Pistons fan. My brother is still a Pistons fan, but like I don't. I can't. I can't watch the Pistons. Oh, they're so horrible to watch. Ish Smith. I feel like I feel like the the fans Drummond. are finally to turn on. Ish Smith had to play the last twenty minutes of these games because they can't put Reggie Jackson back in the game. They can't because he's he's you know he's unplayable like three out of five games. Ish like, plays thirty minutes. <laughs> yeah, but uh, Portland's playing uh, has Denver at home. On the twenty eighth, so I'm I'm looking forward to that. Should be a fun little uh, game that may determine the playoffs. Yeah, eighth seed. 
All right, well, so those were our cream of wheat worst of weeks. We're getting Hassan Whiteside cocks it back to Waffle House Presents, scattered, smothered, and covered here. Uh, I saw a really funny thing on Tim Cato, who covers the Mavs, showed there was a Craigslist, a Craigslist listing, where a person was trying to sell his Mavericks tickets for the Raptors game this Saturday, saying, please buy my tickets. My wife is leaving me. And the, write, <laughs> the, the write-up was... I have two tickets to the Mavs Raptors game on Saturday, March 25th, $90 for both tickets, meaning they're each $45, which is cheaper than you're going to get on a big name ticket site. I am not a ticket dealer or anything. I just ended up walking in on my wife with another man and need the money to get out of my house and on my own two feet. She said I was the love of her life, but I guess not. She always said that the Mavs were her favorite. I guess they must've been the only thing she told me that wasn't a lie. Cause the guy she was with was wearing a Dirk jersey and only a Dirk jersey as he pounded my wife. So now oh, the thought my God. of going ah! to the game makes me sick. So please buy them so I can move on with my life. Who has sex in a NBA jersey? First of all, there's no what? way this Whose is true. Whose jersey was it? Yeah, true. it can't be real. I mean, obviously, I, I checked StubHub. Uh, th- this, guy's, this guy's seats, which are on the front row, section 321, <laughs> 45 a ticket's kind of steep. Uh, like, they're going for 25. <laughs> Uh, second of all, is Chuck you bring up? Who has what man has sex wearing a basketball jersey? I mean, I would say I would say maybe two people, possibly J.R. Smith. Mm, no, Ray he has his shirt off. He has his shirt off. Yeah, I was thinking of someone who maybe Dion Waiters. Um, mm. yeah, Nick Young in his own maybe jersey. Nick Young. Nick yeah, Young. yeah, I don't think any other person actually has sex wearing a basketball jersey. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm not, I'm not really buying it. He's just getting a little publicity, and also. I'm just trying to get on my own two feet with ninety dollars. Hey man, it's hard out there when you get ninety dollars, Chuck. Hey, ninety dollars buys a lot of beer. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he meant some, get some old off beast. my feet. Yeah, some Milwaukee, <laughs> Milwaukee best. So I saw that. That that, that, that kind of cracked me up. I also saw in his last three games, friend of the show Devin Booker, thirteen for fifty-five from Oof. the field. You. He went in three consecutive games, th- six for twenty-six. Three for 13 and four for 16. So uh, I, I was running these numbers. He is uh, just the fourth person this season to miss 20 field goals in a game, joining Russ Westbrook, James Harden, and DeMarcus Cousin. He also is just the 41st person. And I don't know if you can see where this is going. He's the 41st person to have shot 25 times in a game and made less than 25% of his shots. He went mm. six for 26. So, gentlemen. Armani, don't hurt him. A game of scones. Oh, God. Besides Devin Booker, name the other players to have shot 25 times in a game and to make less than 25% of your shots. I should know when Keith starts spewing esoteric stats <laughs> that a game of scones is coming. So, uh, this is not... Again, we have 41 correct answers, and it has to be someone who has the green light to miss 20 of 25 shots generally, you know. So these are all very gettable, uh, except for one person who I've never heard of. Sweet. So, John, you're in airport. Why don't you go first? So 25 shots shooting less than 25%. Correct. I'll start with Kobe. Kobe had done it four times. That is correct. So does that take us down to 37 possible answers? No, 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 no. No, there's still there's okay. there's 40 there's 40 more people. Uh I'm going to go 
Gilbert Arenas. Gilbert? Yes. Arenas. <laughs> no. Oh, for real? Oh, it, was actually geez, a good, never. it was actually a good time to guess Gilbert Arenas, but that's incorrect. That's a strike for Chuck. Cool. I just did it for the sake of the game. Yep. No, I, I think that's a quality. That's a quality callback. <laughs> um, Bernard King. Bernard King. No. Oh, too many dunks. Too many. Strike for John. What about Allen Iverson? Allen Iverson is the yeah. god of this game. He's done it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ten I'm, times. I'm immediately angry. <laughs> way more than anyone else. It's all right. John and Chuck each have one. Both have one strike. Back to you, John. Uh, let's do. Um, Let's do Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook. No. Wow. Scotty's good. Just too good. Let me get uh, Joe Johnson. Joe nice. Johnson is a great guess. Also incorrect. Oh. There's so many Jeez. players on that list. I'm sure I'm going to. This is, this is, we're embarrassing. Every, every person on this list is very well known. Again, except for one. <laughs> And I'll go ahead and tell you that one, Bill Hanslick. <laughs> yeah, that's not real. I don't, I don't, I don't know who that. We'll have to, we'll have to ask our buddies on the uh, over that's and back. A, that's like a, that's podcast. a player generator in a video game. Yeah, like yeah. You import a draft class. Um. Okay, I'm going to go with Damian Lillard. No. God. Whoa. Okay, so I just need I'm to get sorry, this. Sorry, listeners. That's a strikeout. I just need to get this. Yeah, right? I want you to get this. Let's do Carmelo Anthony. Carmelo of Anthony. Course. Yes. No. Absolutely. Let's uh, l- let's try to get that a few. That was a pathetic, like, Raptors versus Bulls performance. Yeah, so Chuck's <laughs> the one. Let's, let's try to get a few more of these. Mm-hmm. So, so, so John, John the, keep, keep firing. I've, I'm too embarrassed. Everything I'm saying is so horribly I wrong. Mean, we, okay, we have, Dominique Wilkins. Yes, Dominique Wilkins. Okay. Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade, uh, no. Dwayne Wade's way too efficient. Yeah, slash, no, 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 or no. inefficient in small numbers. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. Plus, he doesn't take 25 shots a game. He takes 600 free throws a game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Salvatore Shade. What about uh, Paul Pierce? Nah. Mm. Antoine Walker. I'm piggybacking. Antoine Walker. Absolutely. Done yeah. it twice. <laughs> um, Vin Baker? Well, that's a crazy guess. No. no. Wait, we just saying Celtics. I'm just saying. <laughs> Who else? 25 shots before a game, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Alcoholism is a disease. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, a lot of these also, uh, I mean, Vince Carter, Jamal Crawford, Terry Cummings, Baron Davis, DeMar DeRozan, Clyde Drexler, Tim Duncan, Kevin Durant. Tim Duncan? Duncan, surprise. Had a horrible game. He's like a six for 27, I think it was. Uh, Just tons of them. I won't even read them all. There's, there's There's plenty more. Maybe I'll pull this back out. Uh, also, well, Keith, how are you how are you gonna do a game of scones without singing the song? Well, that's, that's more your thing. It's Peter Dinklage. What's that sound? Peter Dinklage. Peter oh, Dinklage. Peter oh my Dinklage. God! It's another game. It's of another. Scones. Oh, coming over the horizon. Back to back scones. It's a brief one, folks. Well, so wait, it won't wait, be too what do you What do you got? Traveler, Traveler's Edition. Sesame Street Edition. We're going to play a game called One of These Things is Not Like the Other. Oh, I like it. One of these players does not belong. So I'm going to give you purportedly the top four players in a, in a statistical category. Okay. And you're going to have to tell me which one of them is uh, does not belong. So, for instance, I'm going to do let's start with just the first stat on the thing. Minutes played. I'm going to read you the top four guys. Only one of them I am inserting who is definitely not in the top four of this. Okay. 
So we'll begin with and the three strikes and you're out. So uh, who's going first? Keith, what? I'll let you go first. Okay. I did minutes back played. to back. Okay, minutes played minutes this played. season. Okay. Andrew minutes. Wiggins. Are we talking total or per game? Total. Okay. Oh. Andrew Wiggins, James Harden, LeBron James, Harrison Barnes. Uh, I think Le- uh, 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 Oh, I'm falling. I know who the top is on that list. I'm going to say James Harden is not up there. That is incorrect. One strike for Keith. LeBron James is not. No, is among, not on does not belong. I guess for to- is it for total because he set out well, so many? Because he's, yeah, missed so many he is, games. He is 14th. Yeah. yeah. All right. You got, are you ready, Chuck? Okay. Points. Not points per game. Points. Russell Westbrook, James Harden, Anthony Davis, LeBron James. Anthony Davis. Incorrect. The answer is Keith's MVP candidate, LeBron, LeBron James. James. Yeah. yeah. Keith, are you ready? I'm ready. Points per game. Yep. Actually, let's get let's get let's get a you love advanced stats. Let's do advanced stats. Okay. Let's jump down into one of those. Player efficiency rating. Oh man. I have no idea. Russell Westbrook, Kawhi Leonard, James Harden, LeBron James. Uh, LeBron James. LeBron James, your MVP candidate, is correct. Yeah. I see a pattern here. I saw I saw a pattern. <laughs> Chuck, <laughs> the second one. Would you like to do assist percentage? Uh, sure, but I have a feeling I know the answer. <laughs> okay, I'm going to give it to you. Russell Westbrook, James Harden, John Wall, or LeBron James? <laughs> I'm I got a just a hinting itch. It's LeBron, Cleophis, James. It's LeBron James. James. Why would LeBron James be top four in assist percentage? He's a let's six do, and forward. Let's do, let's also, do win He's shares. averaging the most would assist like, per game like, ever as a non-guard. Would you like to do win shares? Sure, but I don't. I think we're kind of beating a dead horse at this point. <laughs> I so just wanted Keith, to have some Keith fun is wrong, expense. and LeBron isn't an MVP candidate. <laughs> Uh, I just didn't feel I right mean, having it. I didn't feel I right think, having it. I think podcast. you should give Westbrook or James Harden the most astounding statistical accumulation award. Absolutely. Right. <laughs> Unanimous, they can split it. Most astounding statistical accumulation. Yeah, random and, and, event. And, oh, write it in. in 60 years Send award. it in. We can do a Players' Tribune article about it. Right. I love it. But I just best could, player I couldn't in let league. it die. I couldn't let it die. We couldn't go a week. I mean, even if you MVP go, race. I mean, we're rehashing. We're beating the dead horse. Even if you go by the who's most important to their team, who all that other, I don't know. Who's your first pick in a fantasy if you redrafted the NBA, who your first pick is? It's no question. I, I'm, you know. Yeah, I'm just I, I am. Maybe I'm too oh, callous. Old, I'm Chuck, unmoved by the awesome seasons uh, of Harden and Westbrook. <laughs> he's played I, and too I don't, many I don't begrudge if they win. I don't begrudge them winning. If a person thinks they should be the MVP, I don't. Be, that's fine. But in like, 10 years, we're going to look back at two players that didn't win a championship and say, why did they win the MVP instead of LeBron James? I mean, like if, if we actually did like points per possession mm-hmm. and we actually did. And I know even Westbrook and Hart are doing really well on those things as well. But it's like just because the, the pace of the Rockets is up so much, they're scoring at such a ridiculous pace. You know? and, and to be fair, in most of those categories I mentioned, he's usually right outside of there. Right. Yeah. 
So well, it's not like it's not like he's not having a great season. And, I just it was funny. I was just going through my stuff looking for Game of Scones, and I was like, man, I'm really surprised LeBron doesn't you know is not the leader in, in any of these advanced stats categories or anything. Or and then I, and then I started looking at the regular stats, and he's just not up near the top of anything. But that kind of just goes to show the kind of season he's having is one where it's just like it, it, it's like he said, it's not one of like. Oh God! Look at those eye popping stats. Unless you can, you know, compare it to like position specific stuff, but it is just a great season. It's yeah. a great season, but he is played more minutes than Larry Bird has in his career. He's been to five straight finals. He's looking at you know maintenance and, and you know, that kind of stuff. Doesn't matter. Of a career though, so I've, 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 I've always wondered why why that that's you're not the first person to say that to me. No, well, I think a lot of it is he's he's an iconic player. He's he's uh, a compared to stats wise, he was a forward who right. put up the assists. And the Larry Bird played four years of college ball too. That's yeah. true. He but did not at, come out early or anything. He did not rest those primetime games. Right. He was playing surely every not. But it, it, he's got a lot of wear. He's uh, you know those long uh, playoff runs into the finals all those years plus Olympics. And all that, you know, it's it, he's the best player who's choosing not to play his best until the time comes, I think. And I think everybody can agree on that. That's fine. I mean, he's not doing it worse than Shaq did it. Oh, no. Where Shaq was like an embarrassment in the regular season. It's just, yeah. yeah it was really obvious. Like, LeBron is working all offseason. Yeah. He's just in the games not going at 110%. Right, know, because or, or he's, he's... He's like, oh, this is good. Yeah, we got to get we gotta get to June. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. I mean, honestly, if I if I had an MVP vote, it, it it'd probably go to Nikola Jokic. Oh Just, yeah. If, if, if we're being honest, the sexy pick. If we're being honest. I would uh, I would have that publicized and just let people know where I stood. Um, the advanced stats, God. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, moving to the awards segment of the program, the International Stackhouse of Pancakes Award, which is given to the worst performance in a box score. This week we have several several. Honorable mentions, Nick Young, 0 for 9, Will Barton, 2 for 13, Marcus Morris, 3 for 15, J.R. Smith, 4 for 17. There are three nominees this week as they occurred chronologically through the week that went from March 15 to March 21. Devin Booker, as we spoke of, in a loss to the Kings, 6 for 26. Still staggering Kobe numbers, 6 for 26. 19 points, three rebounds, two assists, a steal, a turnover, two fouls. You guys did hear on Zach Lowe's podcast that his middle name is Armani, right? Yeah, I did hear that. Devin Booker's middle name is Armani. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Marcus Morris, who in the game following his honorable mention, three for 15, went one for 13 and a loss to the Raptors. Yikes. Marcus Morris, one for 13, three points, five rebounds, nothing. Uh, Dennis Schroeder and a loss to the Blazers. Two for 14, eight points, seven assists, three rebounds, four steals, impressive, two turnovers. So we have Devin Booker, six for 26, 19 points. Marcus Morris, one for 13, three points. Dennis Schroeder, two for 14, eight points, seven assists, four steals. I mean, this is a no contest for the lesser Morai. I don't know. Armani Booker. I'm so blown away by the 20 misses, <laughs> <laughs> the six for 26. But then I, I don't know if I'm not being if I'm not being objective. He got 19 because I mean I got though. I got a thing for Devin. Booker, oh yeah, as everyone knows for sure. Oh and yeah. I don't know if it's like 
I'm punting field goal percentage in my consolation playoffs because of Devin Booker. <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm right, fine. Reggie Jackson, so, pick him up. That's so fine. Salty. Kent Bazemore, fine. Pick him up. What is it? Th- <laughs> Amino shoots 34%. Cool. Pick go, him get up. You, go get you some Tim Hardaway Jr., man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Love There's it. guys um, out there. All right. So, uh, so what do you think, Chuck? I'm always a bulk. I've, I've, you always, I'm always Chuck. going for, bu- always going for bulk. Oh, if man. you shoot consistent, because that's, I think, the spirit of the, of the award. You know, it's that I'm pulling a nickel. We can do a flip coin. No, no, no. So, so, so Chuck's going Devin Booker. John is going lesser Morai, even though he's been the greater Morai for most of the year. He's been the most s- last switched, but Freaky Friday. He but he's, not hitting, he's not hitting game winning shots while simultaneously being out of bounds. Uh, John, <laughs> your you're, not, you're not here to witness this. I'm going two faced and I'm, I'm doing a coin flip. He's flipping a coin. Whoa. Uh, heads Booker, tails lesser Morai. This will be Thomas Jefferson. Let it hit the table so our listeners can hear. No Armani, no Armani, no Armani, no Armani. Hit our, hit our soundboard and turn right off the soundboard. and turned off Keith's microphone. I think because I can't hear him anymore. <laughs> is that true? I can't this is hear a, you this anymore. This is a podcast with dogs did barking, off. children right, trying so, to talk. So to me. the nickel, the nickel hit the soundboard and muted my mic. And a, a button, literally the size of a grain of rice, it hit. God, that's incredible. That's amazing. That amazing. So who won? I was so You're amazed like by that. You're like the daredevil villain Bullseye. Uh, yeah. Who, who won? As played uh, by Colin Farrell. I think the tails meant the lesser Morai. Okay, so. Ma- so Mamo. Marcus Morris, you win unless I go back and listen and it turns out Tails was Devin Booker. <laughs> that was exciting. That was exciting. That the was accidental weird. mute and good good eye, Chuck. We would have finished that show. It would have been awkward. <laughs> All right. The theme, well, of, the theme uh, of this uh, episode is uh, uh, calamitous events that can happen while podcasting. <laughs> right. All right. Well, we will do a brief Grizzlies epilogue. Uh, before that, our par fadeaway. What are we looking forward to in the coming week? Uh, it's all about that. The bottom of the East and West, seeing who turns into, uh, what matchups happen. We kind of know what's happening at the top, uh, of the West. The top of the East is looking a little shifty with Washington and, and, uh, Toronto, but the bottom is going to be incredible to watch. All those games are going to mean everything to those players as a Miami heat fan. I'm looking forward to it significantly. It's time to be real. Haven't been watching a lot of NBA lately because March Madness is still happening. I'm looking forward to March Madness ending and then getting back into the swing of the NBA things. I'm proud of myself. I watched I, I watched maybe eight minutes of March Madness. I didn't even wow. get into it. Yeah, I mean, like, I turned on, I want to say I watched the end of a Kentucky game. I'm not even sure. But uh, I'll say what I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to the tank battles that are happening that are getting so outlandish. Lakers the- are amazing at it. The Phoenix Suns benched breakout rookie or second-year player Alan Williams. Like, he, he was playing too well. And Are they, they even like, playing Ulyss? Like, they were like, what's going on? Well, well that's the thing. Like, Ulyss is playing. He's a rookie, but he's going out there going 13 assists. Eventually, they're going to be like, yeah, we need to make sure he doesn't get hurt or something. Like, the, the Lakers and Suns. I like that Bledsoe was kind of pissed off that he got – that they made him sit out for the rest of the year. It's insane. And they finally yeah. – and Brandon Knight – you know, refusing to go in, claiming back spasms, and then they said, fine, all right, you're shut down too. I mean, it's getting out of I think tanking is the big issue with the NBA. The fact right. that these teams try not to win games is such a joke, such such bad for the league. We're going to be reading so many confidential Adam Silver memos. Yeah. 
All right, we'll so stick around. Many. Stick around for the Grizzlies epilogue. Rest of you guys, if you don't want to hear it, thanks for listening. If you want to support our show and join the awesome Slack chat, you can go to patreon.com slash breakfast. We thank you guys who support us there. You can like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. You guys are the best. Thanks for listening. And remember, breakfast is the most important thing. Yeah, never apologize for being GNG. Fab break, break, man. You understand? Super brief Grizzlies epilogue. The uh, the Grizzlies, when we left you last week, they just announced Chandler Parsons was out, and we were saying how fishy it all was, but how it was good for the team. And the team has seriously come together. The awesome wrestling night that I got to go to. Uh, <laughs> John missed. R- rode the bus with the Nashville fans of the Memphis Grizzlies. Went <laughs> to the wrestling night. staring at me now. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> John just yelled in an airport. The, um, I mean, the Grizzlies looked awesome against the Spurs. They beat, they beat the Bulls. They beat the Bucks. They beat the Hawks. Yeah. Lost um, to the Pelicans, all, who are all teams in there. Team. <laughs> I mean, the, the loss to the Pelicans, yes, the Pelicans have now won four of five. The Grizzlies didn't have Tony Allen. But when playing at home, since Parsons has been out, the Grizzlies are defending all as a unit, as a team. They're moving around. They're flying around. They're looking great. Um, I, I wasn't – the Pelicans, you know, obviously those games are rough. That game didn't really affect me that badly. Like Boogie I kind of thought – Boogie went off. He also was being allowed to travel on all his post moves <laughs> with impunity, so that, that, that helped. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, the Grizz did look listless. Marcus Saul was terrible on defense, having a rough game. But I think – now that we're now focused on the team, uh, things are definitely looking up. We're not focusing on just getting one player going, Chandler Parsons. One of the biggest changes the Grizzlies made, which I actually want to ask, um, I did ask Fizdale a question at a postgame conference, finally. Shout out. But uh, w- one question I-, I-, I forgot to ask that I wanted to was, they moved Mike Conley's minutes around. They were playing him at the beginning and end of halves, but now they're playing him like the first six minutes, pulling him out and then putting him back in at the end of the first quarter to play with the second unit. So he's now doing three stints each half pretty much. And it's, I think that's maybe the low key. One of the big reasons why this team outside of not having to worry about Parsons is the Grizzlies are really taken off. So John, I guess your challenge is, is, is you get more back into the NBA lifestyle. Look at those rotations. I love the fact that now, Ennis knows when he's playing. I still think Ennis should play more. Troy Daniels know that he's coming in. The question is, how do they fit Brandon Wright in more, or even if you need to? Like, I'm not sure. Like, if this team goes nine deep in the playoffs or eight deep in the playoffs, I'm not sure what that if that means no Ennis. Because I don't think Allen and Carter should both be playing over 30 minutes. But who knows? Because that's where they're at now. But at, le- at the very least, now I think this team is embracing core four is still good. They can still play. They can still play at an elite level. And we, in the very least, we get one more year. We get one more run to see what it's all about. I was uh, hanging out with some listeners last night. Had about four listeners at the same table. And one of our listeners, Dennis Naren, a Memphis resident and pretty serious gambler, is pretty much emphatic that he thinks the Grizzlies are done. And it was a really depressing argument to have with him because I did not have a lot of uh, ammunition. Why does he think they're done just based on the Pelicans game? Uh, no, I guess he just thinks that like the notion of a deep playoff run is completely over for the Grizzlies. I think, I think it's only in the last week has become a, a possibility. 
I think right. this team as is can could they, I think they could beat the Rockets. Well, my being, my I'm big not terrified argument, of the Rockets. My the big playoffs. argument against him um, was that the Chandler Parsons thing was was weighing heavily on the team. Oh, absolutely. Because we were trying so hard to get him involved when he was just a, you know, a complete non-entity, and that now not not playing him is addition by subtraction. But you know, his counter was uh, fairly effective in that. Uh, oh, Chandler! Just the, the Chandler Parsons signing is indicative of, of bigger problems for the Grizzlies. That that could be true in the macro yeah. sense. In in just fo- focusing on this season, now that we know that we're going to be playing the best players, we're going right. to be playing Tony Allen thirty minutes a game, Vince right. Carter close to thirty minutes a game, and again, Mike Conley, legitimate. We haven't gone back to it much. He was an all-star snub. Yeah. He's incredible this year. And I know it's not just totaling stats. Like, he's averaging 20 points per game, and he's shooting a good percentage, and he's being very effective on offense. Like, he's awesome. And so, like, Mark and Mike playing well, and then the wings filling in. Again, I think if if Ennis and Andrew Harrison can hold their own, I think this is a team that can upset – like the Rockets, I think they can put a fight to the Spurs. Who the Spurs? Yes, the Grizzlies beat them recently. Like I'm getting a shaky sense from the Spurs. Like they lost to the Bucks. They lost to the uh, not the Bucks. They lost to the Blazers. They've also almost lost. Uh, what, I can't remember the last game was, but they like they barely won. Um, so I think I mean the there's a part of me that would rather play the Rockets or Spurs than the Clippers. And I mean Durant coming off his injury. I'm yeah. not. I, I was dreading the playoffs. Now I'm more like this team can this team can at least make it a six game series with anybody, and I think they have a chance to win. I'm not really disturbed. They have a very hard schedule coming up. That's a that's a Grizzlies epilogue parfait away. They're playing the Spurs and Warriors. I think next two games. Um, but I think these are the guys they know they're going to war with. There's no more any confusion about what the rotation is about who's going to play. And this is the team I like watching. So I'm like Grizz fan, grit and grind. I'm excited to see them go at it for you know at least at least one final you know, rage against the dying light. Right. No, I agree. To me, it'd be kind of a perfect ending to the best statistical season for Mark and Mike. If they were to, you know, put together one really great playoff run before, you know, they're on the wrong side. of They're all on the wrong side of 30 and the Chandler Parsons, like ridiculous contract really starts to hurt the team. Yeah. Clippers and Grizzlies are both going to be playing in the playoffs with a sense of desperation. I think. Yeah, and it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to watch. Well, with that, we all have to run. John has to catch a flight. I have to go pick up a kid. Thanks, you guys, for listening. We will see you next time. Arrive safely. Bye.